Good evening and welcome to Quotes Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. The Supreme Court has expressed disapproval of certain observations made by the Calcutta High Court regarding the sexual behavior of adolescents. While deciding an appeal in a sexual assault case involving young adults, the High Court had issued a set of advisories to teenagers, particularly cautioning girls in their adolescence to control their sexual urges to prevent being deemed a loser in the eyes of society when, I quote, she gives in to enjoy the sexual pleasure of hardly two minutes. The judgment delivered by the High Court in October came in an appeal by a young boy sentenced to 20 years in prison for the offence of sexual assault under the POXO Act. The court had acquitted him, stating the absence of provisions in the Act for consensual, non-exploitative relationships between adolescents aged 16 to 18 years. In this judgment that triggered a controversy, the High Court outlined specific duties for adolescent boys and girls and delved into the biological explanation for sexual urges in adolescents. It emphasized that while libido is natural, sexual urges depend on individual actions. It deemed sexual urges abnormal and non-normative without commitment or dedication. Taking objection to these remarks, a Suomoto case was initiated by the Supreme Court. Today, a bench comprising Justices Abhay S. Oak and Pankaj Mittal issued notice to the state of West Bengal, the accused and the victim and observed that these remarks were objectionable and violated the rights of adolescents under Article 21 of the Constitution. The court also said that judges are not expected to preach. The Supreme Court today dismissed a plea filed by Tamil Nadu Director of Vigilance and Corruption, that is DVAC, challenging a Madras High Court order which refused a fresh preliminary inquiry against former Chief Minister E. Palani Swamy in connection with an alleged highway tender scam. A bench of Justices Bella M. Trivedi and Satish Chandra Sharma was hearing an SLP by the Anti-Corruption Directorate. Palani Swami, the General Secretary of AIADMK, served as the head of the state government between 2017 and 2021. He has been accused of awarding contracts in the highway department based on favoritism during his tenure as the chief minister. Although an earlier inquiry conducted by the DVAC cleared him of suspicion, recently the government led by the DMK ordered a fresh inquiry leading to the High Court criticizing it as politically motivated. Recently, the Directorate raised objections to listing of the case before a bench led by Justice Trivedi, contending that it was initially set to be heard by a bench headed by Justice Aniruddha Bose. Despite the objections, the matter was listed before Justice Trivedi's bench. Senior Advocate Dushyant Dave, representing the Directorate, expressed trust in the bench but criticized the registry's functioning. After hearing Dave's submissions and despite his fervent appeals, the top court ultimately decided to dismiss the SLP. The next update is regarding the Delhi liquor policy case. The Supreme Court today granted bail to Benoit Babu, regional manager of Pernor Record India, in the money laundering case in connection with the Delhi liquor policy scam. Senior advocate Harish Salve, appearing for Babu, submitted that he was a junior employee of the company and had no role to play in the policy-making process. 
Salve also highlighted that according to ED's case, the appellant met Vijay Nair, who is an alleged associate of Minister Manish Sisodia, on 27th March 2021 for the first time. However, the policy was already announced five days ago. Therefore, Salve questioned the basis of ED's allegation. A bench comprising Justices Sanjeev Khanna and SVN Bhatti was considering the appeal filed by Babu against the Delhi High Court's judgment which denied him bail in July this year. The Apex Court granted bail today considering the fact that he had undergone 13 months of incarceration and that the trial in the case had not yet commenced. During the hearing, Justice Khanna orally remarked that there appeared to be contradictions between the allegations of CBI and the ED. He also said that a person cannot be kept behind the bars as an under trial indefinitely. Recently, attention has been drawn to the issue of irregularities in scheduling of cases at the Supreme Court. Earlier this week, senior advocate Dushyant Dave wrote an open letter to the CGI complaining that many matters, particularly politically sensitive cases, were shifted to certain benches in violation of the listing rules. Now, advocate Prashant Bhushan has written to the Registrar of the Supreme Court against the arbitrary listing of a batch of matters before a bench led by Justice Bela Trivedi. The cases challenge the invocation of UAPA against journalists and lawyers regarding their fact-finding report on Tripura riots. On 29th November, when the matter came up before the bench of Justice Bela M. Trivedi and Justice Satish Chandra Sharma, along with Umar Khalid's bail plea, who also has filed a separate writ petition challenging UAPA provisions, Bhushan had orally requested the matter to be listed before the appropriate bench. He had pointed out that the petitions were being heard by a bench led by the CGI and requested Justice Trivedi to place the matter before him on the administrative side for clarity. The matter is listed on 10th January 2024. Bhushan has requested in his letter the registry to pass appropriate orders after taking instructions from the CGI to rectify the error in listing before the next date of hearing. Advocate Matthews Nedumpara today sought listing of a petition filed by him seeking the abolition of collegium system and re-evaluation of the process for designating senior advocates. According to the petition, the collegium system has failed and has resulted only in monopolishing the higher judiciary by kith and kin of the sitting and former judges of the Supreme Court and High Courts. When this matter was mentioned by him on a previous occasion for listing, CGI Chandrachud had wondered if a judgment could be challenged in a writ petition filed under Article 32. As you already know that in 2015, Supreme Court had struck down the National Judicial Appointments Commission and reaffirmed the collegium system. Nedampara has sought for a review of his verdict, arguing that the judgment should be rendered void ab initio. But the CGI did not seem to be inclined towards entertaining the request. The CGI said, and I quote, As a lawyer, you have the freedom to pursue your heart's desire. But as a judge of this court, I am a servant of the law and the constitution. I have to follow the position and the law laid down. In another update, the Delhi High Court has declared Burger King as a well-known trademark considering the long period during which the mark and its variations have been used for fast foods, especially burgers. 
Justice Pratibha M. Singh was dealing with three cancellation petitions and a trademark suit filed by Burger King Company LLC against an entity and its owners who were operating Burger King Family Restaurant. The parties agreed that the defendants shall be entitled to use the Burger Emperor mark without any hindrance or objection from Burger King. So the cancellation petitions were dismissed as withdrawn in terms of the settlement. The court also said that considering the long period during which Burger King mark and its variations have been used for fast foods, a decree of declaration is liable to be passed declaring the mark as a well-known mark. The Lok Sabha today passed a resolution to expel Trinamool Congress MP Mauva Moitra based on the report of the Ethics Committee over cash for query complaint. The inquiry against Moitra was launched on a complaint filed by BJP MP Nishikant Dubey in October. Businessman Darshan Hiranandani, who allegedly paid Moitra to raise questions in Parliament about the Adani group, had claimed in a signed affidavit that Mauva Moitra targeted industrialist Gautam Adani to malign and embarrass Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Today, the Union Minister of Parliamentary Affairs, Prahlad Joshi, tabled the resolution to expel her, based on the Ethics Committee's finding that she was guilty of sharing her login credentials of the Lok Sabha MP portal with unauthorized persons, which resulted in compromising national security, and that she accepted illegal gratification in the form of gifts and other facilities from a businessman for raising queries. The resolution was adopted in a voice vote. Moitra was not given an opportunity to speak in the House in response to the charges. Speaker Om Birla said that the member facing allegations got ample opportunity to explain before the committee and hence there was no need to give a chance to address the House. Rajya Sabha MP Rajiv Shukla had raised a query regarding the government's plan to set up All India Judicial Service. Let me tell you, Article 312 of the Constitution provides for the establishment of an All India Judicial Service along the lines of the Central Civil Services. It seeks to centralize the recruitment of judges at the level of additional district judges and district judges for all states. Presently, the selection process is conducted by the State Public Service Commissions and the concerned High Court since High Courts exercise jurisdiction over the subordinate judiciary in the state. The law ministry, while replying to the query, has said that at present there is no consensus among the stakeholders on this proposal. However, the reply also stated, in the government's view, a properly framed All India Judicial Service is important to strengthen the overall justice delivery system. The law ministry has also stated that the proposal was included as an agenda item in the conference of chief ministers and chief justices of the High Court held in April 2013 and it was decided that the issue needs further deliberation and consideration and the views of the state governments and high courts were sought on the proposal. However, the replies received convey a divergence of opinion among the state governments and the high courts. In another update from the parliament, the law ministry has released data regarding representation of various communities in the judiciary. The information furnished shows that 75.69% of the high court judges appointed between 2018 and 2023 belong to the general category. The SC, ST, OBC and minority representation is roughly at 22.24%. And the women representation in higher judiciary is roughly at 
According to the ministry, in the draft MOP for appointment of judges to the High Court, the Supreme Court has agreed that appointment would be merit-based and as far as possible, representation would be given to women and marginalized sections of society. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.